Welcome back to Run the Draw. It is uh, week 12 of the college football season. We're going to talk about some sports. We're going to talk about some chips. And we're going to do it uh, in a undetermined amount of time. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Yeah. I've seen the... I actually went back and looked at the length of the pod episodes. They're like triple the length as when they started. <laughs> the first one, I think, is like 19 minutes. And last week's was almost an hour. Our agreement to, to keep doing this thing this season was that we'd make them shorter and we've completely failed. Well, I'd like the longer ones, to be honest. The shorter ones felt too short. So, Well, that's what she said. <laughs> Very nice. I like that. Uh, that sultry voice on the other end of the line there is friend of the pod, Ross. Hello, college football fans. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks for filling in for uh, co-host of the show, Aaron. My pleasure. I'm sorry he's not here too. Me too. Rest in peace, Aaron. R.I.P. Where's Aaron today? Aaron can we, is... Can we talk about it? Uh, we can. No, like yeah. secrets? Okay. Secret time. Uh, Aaron is at a, a rock concert. Who's he seeing? Audio Adrenaline. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, I'm just kidding. I think uh, one of the, this is like really inside baseball, but I think one of the newsboys is now the new lead singer of Audio Adrenaline. Stop it. You but can't do that. No joke. I think How's that allowed? I don't know, but I think that's really true. Well, it's time to step up to the microphone and give us an explanation as to how that works. Yeah. How do you like that audio adrenaline reference? <laughs> I didn't even get it, to be honest. But uh, now I, think, I do. I think they had a, an album called Step Up to the Microphone. I think they did, too. Um, uh, Aaron is fortunately not si- seeing either of those bands. He is, but the lineup is kind of funny. He's at a... He's at a here's, here are the bands on the show. Okay. Uh, Cloud Nothings. Okay. Mm, Appleseed Cast. Don't know who that is. And Cursive. Don't know who that is. Really? Nope. You know none of those three? Nope. Wow. Cloud, okay. Cloud nothing sounds vaguely familiar, but the other two, like, not at all. Uh, well, so Cursive was, like, um, pretty popular early 2000s, like, post-hardcore kind of emo, very popular in the early 2000s with the emo okay. kids. Okay. Uh, kind of like the second wave of emo, post-rock stuff. And then Appleseed Cast was also as well, but maybe a little more like folky than like dark emo stuff. Mm. I'm probably describing this terribly. But then Cloud Nothings is like recent, I feel like. Yeah. They're like a recent band. Yeah. And Cursive is apparently headlining because they have a new album. Okay. Well, rock on, Aaron. Enjoy the show. (laughs) Uh, Run the Draw this week and this entire season is brought to you by Casa Sanchez. Chips and salsas, uh, sabor autentico, always authentic. I'm enjoying some chips uh, up here in San Jose, and it sounds like you are enjoying some chips down there in uh, San Luis Obispo. Yes, sir. They're delicious. Whale's vagina. (laughs) (laughs) That's not really true, is it? Is it San Luis Obispo means whale's vagina? Yeah. Uh, experts actually don't agree on the origin of the name San Luis Obispo. Okay. I thought that was San Diego, not San Luis Obispo, but I've heard about different, different California cities. I think you're right. 
Yeah. But for real, Casa Sanchez products are delicious and they've been super cool uh, with this whole thing. So thanks to them. Yeah. Fun fact, a friend of the pod, Ross, and also now host of the pod, Ross, mm-hmm. uh, facilitated the deal with uh, the Sanchez house. All via Twitter.com. It all, the entire sponsorship deal happened on direct messages <clears throat> on Twitter. It's amazing. We've never spoken on the phone. I don't even know their names, but they're super nice well, and they were easy to work with. Sanchez, obviously. Sanchez. Is their last name. True. Mr. Sanchez. Um, do we want to talk about college football this week? You know, it is a college football podcast. It is. So we probably should, but I should also maybe give the listeners a quick apology and disclaimer. <laughs> if this is your first time ever listening to this podcast, you should give it another try next week because one of your co-hosts, and that's me, doesn't really like college football and doesn't really pay attention to college football. So, yeah. So don't get mad because I'd be really mad if I was listening to a podcast about a subject that I cared about and one of the hosts really didn't care about that subject. So I apologize. Um, know that I know that it's annoying, but I'll do my best to be as – unannoying as possible through this process oh that's so good so what? yeah we should definitely talk about college football you should talk about it cool so before we do can you give me give me like a quick overview of the topics of podcasts you do like to listen to oh lots um hockey hockey is probably number one. Ooh, run the puck yeah run the puck um some baseball during baseball season you know not mm-hmm. so much now run the bases mm-hmm. um here actually i'll look at my my podcatcher here. Um, <laughs> you just call it a podcatcher? Yeah. Isn't that any app that like kind of uh, aggregates pods? You and Aaron are more similar than I think you both realize. <laughs> Why is that? I don't know. He feel I feel like he would know that. Like he knew it was called a dongle before I knew it was called a oh, dongle. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I just thought that was a funny word he chose. But it turns yeah. out no, it's real. Yeah. you can go into a real store and say, I need a dongle. Yeah. Fun and fact. A, fun and fact an for adult the will hand you a dongle. Yeah. My wife has one for like her old, you know, like Apple equipment to connect to the new Apple equipment. That's too much information, man. We don't need to hear about <laughs> your wife's dongle. <laughs> um, fun fact for the listeners, Aaron and I have actually met in person once. Yeah. I think uh, you met him and all the people who listen to this podcast were also there. Yes. Yeah. Uh, the entire listenership. Yeah. We could just hang out together and then we wouldn't need to do this. Yeah. Um, um, oh, you know what else I've been listening to podcast wise? What's that? A Lost Rewatch podcast. Stop it. Fucking stop it. (laughs) The ABC television program Lost? Yeah. Is it it good? It's the podcast, not the show, obviously. Yeah, it's called The Storm. Everybody uh, give them a follow. They're on all your favorite pod platforms. It's called The Storm. So hold on. You're rewatching Lost and then listening to a podcast with it? You make it sound so terrible when you say it like that, but... Yeah, that's exactly what's happening. That's awesome. So is it one episode per yep. episode? One episode per week. Jesus. Are you yeah. up to speed with the podcast? Uh, I'm way ahead of the podcast, actually, because they're only doing one episode a week. You know? Yeah, you don't got time for that shit. No, no. I mean, you do have time for that shit. <laughs> Absolutely. This is awesome. Yeah, it's called The Storm. I think it originally started out as a Game of Thrones podcast, Ah. um, which I haven't seen one minute of. But then when Game of Thrones ended, I think they wanted to keep podcasting. And so they turned it into a Lost Rewatch podcast. 
do you think you could listen to it and not watch Lost? I mean, not like not not ever, but like, do I have to rewatch the show with him, or could I listen to it? <clears throat> I I think you have to kind of be rewatching it with them, unless you have like an incredible memory. Okay. Um, I mean, they do like recap every episode. Do you want to copy them with me and not present co-host Aaron for television show Mad Men? Oof. No. I feel like. No? <laughs> no, sorry. Okay. I feel like you're a much bigger Mad Men fan than I ever was. I think it's probably my favorite show. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't say that. Did Aaron really like it too? Yeah. Yeah, Aaron's a big fan. Yeah. yeah. See, sorry, college football fans. How, how many minutes are we into this podcast? We're almost 10 minutes into this podcast, and I don't think we've said one word about college football. So, well, sorry, let's, guys. Let's, let's, uh, let's get into it. Okay. Um, so... Uh, this has happened twice in the season where I have declared that a football team is the best team in college football, and then they promptly lose. Um, they upset. They are upset. So Minnesota mm-hmm. uh, is, in fact, actually not the best team in college football. After all, uh, they lost, and so I said Wisconsin was the best team in college football, and I was wrong. And then I said it about Minnesota, and um, I'm wrong again. Uh, Minnesota lost in very sad fashion uh, to, I watched it, and now I can't remember, Iowa, at Iowa. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't even really close, honestly. Uh, so that's a bummer. It was 23-19? Um, it, wasn't, it, wasn't it wasn't that close? Like, was it 23-19? Oh, it what? was. I guess it was. Uh, it, maybe it wasn't close. Let's see. Minnesota move. scored with three minutes left. So I guess it was close to the end. They were three um, minutes, but they needed to get the ball back and they didn't. So I saw the highlights as a part of my show prep that I did for this podcast. Listen to you telling me you don't watch college football. Yeah. I watched a uh, 45 minute recap that someone had uploaded online of like one of the ESPN, like, you know, end of college football day, like breakdown shows. Yeah. With, uh, uh, I forget the host name, but two former athletes, Joey Galloway and um, one of the Palmers, not not the most famous one, the the other, not uh, Jesse Palmer. Yes. And who's his who's his better brother? I don't think he has a brother. Really? Hold what on. Am I I, thinking of? That's a clown question, bro. <laughs> he definitely <laughs> you're mocking me, aren't you? He really has a famous like better football playing brother, right? Are you talking about uh, the Rodgers? No. Carson Palmer. They're not related. Oh, for real? Yeah. This is not a bit, by the way, listeners. This is like me legitimately not knowing that Carson Palmer and what's this other Palmer? Jesse Palmer. Are they they're brothers? Really, they're really not related? I have no idea. Genuinely. Uh, so Carson Palmer has a brother named Jordan Palmer. Did he play college football? Uh. Yes, but he does not host mm. television shows. Okay. I'm then why does Jesse Palmer host a college football show? Because he, he did college play football? college football. He okay. did. Okay. And was also was also was on The good? Bachelor. Was he good? Uh define good. Like borderline pro. Yeah, he played in the NFL. Oh, okay. Oh, also I don't watch professional football either, so <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jesse, so Jesse Palmer played at the University of Florida. 
Okay. But no relation to Carson Palmer. Uh, well, how far back are we going? We're going like Mayflower? <laughs> no, we're going like, you know, direct, like they're not brothers. We're going uh, Tower of Babel. <laughs> so uh, South Carolina, uh, much like Minnesota, mm. also lost and is not the best team in college football. And it feels really bad. We're on a downward spiral at the end of the season. Um, I normally spend a lot of time um, using the F word and talking about how I don't like Texas A&M. But last week just didn't feel like an appropriate time to do it because we look so bad. And I'm glad I didn't because uh, we look so bad. Yeah, um, I, I sought out some specific highlights of this game too. I'm sorry. And it did not did not look good for South Carolina. Not at all. Yeah, so we hit a field goal in the first quarter and a field goal in the last quarter. It was an empty field goal sandwich. Um, We lost 30-6. to Uh, For a good portion of the game, our punter was our leading rusher, and then uh, Rico Dowdle uh, eked out uh, three more yards, and he ended the game as a leading rusher with 12 yards rushing. Goodness gracious. On the game. Uh, which uh, I know you're not a big college football guy, but that's not a lot of yards. It doesn't sound good. No. There's actually a hundred yards on the field available to rush, and he yeah. elected to just rush only twelve of them for the whole game. For the whole game, you're actually allowed to rush as many times as you can, and he just did twelve. Wow, which they should they should like do better than that next time. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to explain to you how bad it's going for South Carolina a little bit later in the show, but let's blast through the rest of the updates. Uh, Oklahoma came back to beat Baylor in a really exciting game and potentially keep their playoff hopes alive if other things go good for them. And in sad news, uh, quarterback for Alabama, Tua, is out for the season. He dislocated his hip like an old person and uh, broke a part of it um, when he did that. Um, Turns out you're supposed to keep your hips located and not – um, break them via dislocation. So he's out for the season, and uh, I don't really know what's going to happen next for him. Uh, but I do know that he's not being paid, at least officially, and that's fucking dumb. He should be a millionaire right now. And instead, he's not a millionaire, and he's got a bum hip. What uh, what year in school is he? Do you know? Uh, he is a redshirt sophomore. Oh, okay. okay. And so could ostensibly not come back, I think. Uh, sorry, he's a junior. <clears throat> he did not redshirt. So, yeah, year three yeah, for I saw two. that. It was tough. The commentators I watched spent a long time debating whether or not um, Nick Saban should have you know, pulled him out of the game. Yeah, that's crazy. It was the first half still. Yeah. It was a conference opponent. Yeah. I mean, also, like, it could have happened the first play of the game. Like, mm-hmm. So the last thing I have on the uh, recap section is 45-minute recap from Ross, which means... Me. Yeah, you don't have to give us a 45-minute recap. In fact, I'd ask that you not. But <laughs> what else did you learn from watching your 45-minute recap, which, to be clear, is uh, three and a half times longer than any of the prep I normally do for the show? <laughs> um you covered the the big highlights, I feel like. Um, I did see that on that Oklahoma-Baylor game. At some point, I think Oklahoma was down 28-3 to at one point in that game. Yeah. And they have like this uh, fun win probability thing on, I don't know who does it, ESPN or whoever has the, um, 
their win probability at that point of the game was 6%. Yeesh. Six, but they came back and won that game. So that's yeah. fun. Biggest yeah. comeback in Oklahoma football history. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Any other tidbits from your recap? I saw a really bad fake punt. Oh, it was an accident, um, I think. From, uh, I think it was Indiana? Do they play college football? They do. Yeah, against Penn State. Did you see it? I did see it. Maybe this should be safe for sad football. I don't know, but. That is a really good side of football, actually. Should we save it? Yeah, let's save it. Okay. All right, then that's all I got. That's great. Let's move on to stuff. Very good. So in the first section of stuff, I'm going to explain to you our South Carolina Gamecocks political woes in as short amount of time as possible. Please. Uh, South Carolina usually has a uh, uh, elects dumb fucking people to run the state government, and uh, that's continued. So uh, a guy by the name of uh, Henry McMaster uh, is a is an asshole and uh, intervened uh, probably more than he should have in the University of South Carolina's Board of Trustees uh, identification of a new university president mm-hmm. and appointed a guy who not a lot of people wanted, but um, the shithead McMaster forced the board to a vote. Uh, there was probably some backroom dealings of which uh, you could watch on uh, House of Cards or whatever, whatever West Wing yep. type Love show. It. Love it. And uh, so now the University of South Carolina uh, moves on from one of the best presidents in the history of the university in uh, Dr. Pastides to this guy, uh, Caslin, who used to be the uh, – president at west point he's an ex-military guy who was trying to decide between taking the south carolina job and the president of devry university which is uh not a football school and uh doesn't have any buildings i don't think well i'm sure they have like an office but they don't have any classrooms yeah it's all like online yeah it's an online college so anyways uh this guy seems to be a meathead and uh his son is on twitter and is very outspoken and is a florida fan and is also uh seems to be a big fucking idiot and uh while south carolina fans are frustrated with the performance of their football coach will muschamp they've also been frustrated with the athletic director ray tanner for giving will muschamp a contract with a super high buyout which is uh in the range of 20 mil so the the chatter on uh, the social media sites has been, uh, can South Carolina afford to fire Will Muschamp? Should they fire Will Muschamp? And what does Ray Tanner think of Will Muschamp's performance? And then the fucking president, this Castlin guy, goes on the news in South Carolina and says that Ray Tanner has contacted FSU, who just fired their coach with a $20 million buyout, to ask them, how they scraped the funds together and how they would rate their experience firing a coach with a $20 million buyout. Okay. So everybody collectively says, what the fuck? Why would you say that out loud? You just lame duck the shit out of your football coach and also your athletic director. Uh, And then this morning he came out and said he didn't say that and that's a lie. And then the news station in Greenville released the audio. Oh. So now, yeah. So now, in one like some like real political shit. 
Yeah. So now in like one week's time, Will Muschamp, everyone now, I mean, not everyone, but at least me, is like feeling sorry for the guy again because he's done nothing but represent the university well. And I don't care if he never wins a football game. It's just embarrassing for the university president to talk like that. And now I hope that Will Muschamp beats Clemson and wins the SEC next year and gets hired at a better job and then just gives Castle the middle finger to his face. This has really, I feel like, changed your tune. I feel like you and Aaron were both like, man, maybe this should be the end of the line for the guy last week. Has this, this is like completely uh, like shifted the opinion? The only thing I can think of is that this president, Kaslin, is playing like 3D chess right now. And this is mm-hmm. all a ruse to get us feeling sorry for Will Muschamp. Well, apparently it worked. That worked on me. Yeah. Uh, only other thing worth mentioning in the stuff section is that it came out in the news today that a graduate assistant has been kicked off the staff of the South Carolina football team. Yes, for, you sent me this article. For fighting somebody uh, in the downtown area called Five Points. Uh, and he fought the guy because the guy was dressed up as Will Muschamp for Halloween, carrying an $18 million buyout check. Which is pretty funny. Like, that's a pretty funny Halloween costume to walk around downtown. <laughs> It's a very funny Halloween costume. And it's also the kind of ride or die shit you want from your graduate assistants. On Absolutely. Your I was going to say the same thing. That swing on site, bro. You think that's funny? That's my coach. He just walked up to him in the street and just cold cocked him. Pretty awesome. Yeah, he was also apparently good. very drunk. So that, you know. Yeah, I'm that. sure. Especially if it was Halloween night, which apparently it was. Uh, so I'm texting you a photo for our next piece of stuff. Okay, I'll check. Um, so you don't watch a lot, of, a lot of college football, but you do watch a lot of sports. You're a baseball guy and a hockey guy. Yep. yep. Uh, you've seen players get off the bus as they, they walk into the stadium. Absolutely. Hockey players always wear suits. Yeah, there's kind of like yeah. two schools of thought, right? Like some guys go like super dapper and they wear the suits. Yep. Yep. And then some go, uh, you can wear whatever you want. And uh, yep. the players just wear their, like, train, their sweats or whatever. Yeah, or super stylish, kind of whatever they want to. Yep. So Mark D'Antonio, head coach of the Michigan State Spartans, mm-hmm. uh, made his players get off the bus wearing their football helmets. Yes, they are. I can see do you the see photo. this photo? Yes, they do. Yes. <laughs> what do you think about this? Well, they look like they have um, like kind of winter coats on. Yeah, they're. The I mean, it's cold. Like, they're in Michigan. Yeah, and they they legit have their helmets on, and, and like winter coats, just street clothes. I haven't done enough research to figure out why he did this, but it's really weird. It's really weird, right? Really weird. Even also, for a college football fan, I can tell you this looks really strange. This is why college football is awesome, by the way, because this kind of yeah. shit never happens in the NFL. Oh, no. Um, they were playing their rival, Michigan. Uh, right. So this was obviously something he was trying to do to get him hyped up. And uh, it did not work. They lost by 34 points. Oops. Oh, wait. I have a sound. I've got a, probably a sound oh. for that. Uh, here we go. Uh oh. Um. Let's move on to Iowa State. Let's. Let's. You, t- you sent me this photo too. Yeah. So Iowa State uh, has a uh, field goal kicker who mm-hmm. won the game for them. Um, they beat Texas. Yep. Texas, not back. Uh, and his name is Ass Alley, like a road, yeah. like a road you drive on, named after a butt. 
Spell it. A-S-S-A-L-L-E-Y. Yep, exactly like those two words just put together. I can see it on the back of his jersey, number 96. Yeah. Ass Alley. Ass Alley. Mm-hmm. So I thought it would be fun to think of some other ass, uh, some other roads related to um, rear ends. Yeah. So the only two I could come up with were um, uh, Tush Turnpike and Kulo Court. Mm. I came up with one, too. Did you? Yep. What, what is it? Are you ready? Yeah. Dookie Drive. <laughs> Dookie Drive? Dookie Drive. Who calls butts Dookies? Green Day. I thought that was about poop. Oh, you're right. Shoot. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's incredible. Nah. Um, you also watched uh, Rutgers play football this weekend because you texted watched, me about it. I watched three and a half minutes of this game. The first oh, three and a I half minutes. I thought you were going to say three and a half quarters. And I was like, oh, dude, no. you are in. We went, to, we went grocery shopping at Whole Foods after three and a half minutes. But I was intrigued after the last um, podcast because the line was like what, 53? Yeah, 53 points. And I was like, that's crazy. Like even as a non-college football fan, like you could give me any two teams, no matter who they are in college football, and I would take the team plus the 53 points. Like it just seems like insanity. So I had to watch the start of the game just to kind of see how it was going. Yeah. And I have to say – my confidence was shaken in my position because after two possessions and three and a half minutes, Rutgers had thrown an interception, which, uh, which, uh, who are they playing? I totally forget. Ohio state. Yeah. Um, promptly scored a touchdown after on the ensuing possession, they fumbled and Ohio state scored a second touchdown. So in the three and a half minutes I had watched, Rutgers had committed two turnovers and Ohio State had scored 14 points off of both those turnovers. And I was like, oh, maybe this line is correct. But then I checked back and saw that Rutgers actually covered easily, um, affirming my position that no team should ever be, there should never be like a 53 point line, no matter which two teams are playing. I just feel like that's absurd. Like I will always take the plus 53. It's a good lesson. Your uh, your text to me said we're a little over three and a half minutes in the game, and Rutgers has thrown an interception and fumbled. I thought the line was impossible, but now I'm not yeah, so sure. It's true. And then I actually asked you in, in a uh, a uh, some foreshadowing. I actually said, "Do you want to join and do the Rutgers recap this week?" Yeah. And you said, actually, "Haha, special Rutgers correspondent." That's me, special Rutgers correspondent. Oh, also, I didn't know that the the bit that you're doing, which I really liked. The Nuncio and Tanya bit, it must have escaped my attention that the actual name of the Rutgers head coach is Nuncio. Nuncio Campanile. Oh, like yeah. I thought, that, I thought that was a bit, or somehow I missed that. That, that was is his like name. A, a stereotypical like New Jersey name you made up, but like that's really his name. Yeah, dog. Yeah. What do you mean that's I'm not fun. fucking real? <laughs> yeah, uh, my apologies, Nuncio. I know you're real now. I saw you on TV this week. That's okay. Just put some fucking respect on my name when it's in your mouth, dog. <laughs> you got it, Nuncio. I did make up the Tanya part. Yes. That was my best effort uh, in the moment to come up with a funny name for my wife. That's yeah, a good one. Her like New Jersey alter ego. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So somebody, potentially Nunzio himself, uh, bet $13,000 on Rutgers plus 53. Right. Yeah, I think I sent you guys this. Yeah, you was, did. You tweeted yeah, as. The line really like got my attention. Yeah, minus 110. So somebody wants some money. Yeah. 
It's like the um, that Mattress King guy in Houston during the Astros. Do you hear about that guy? Uh, refresh my memory. Okay, so this is guy who owns like a bunch of mattress stores in Houston. Okay, so he was, he, a money launderer. He was running a promotion whereby, like, if the Astros won the Super Bowl, a uh, Super Bowl, <laughs> if the Astros won the World, I pay attention to no sports, everybody. <laughs> if if the Astros won the World Series again, he was going to have to like give away a bunch of mattresses. I don't know the exact details. But he couldn't get insurance through like a traditional insurance marketplace for this promotion. So he ended up going to Vegas and ended up betting millions of dollars on the Astros to win the World Series to hedge his bets. Jesus so that if, if they actually did win and he had to give away all these mattresses, he would also win a bunch of money from Vegas. Uh, I forget exactly how much it was, but it was in the millions of dollars. That's um, incredible. Yeah. It was just like a really interesting way of him like – basically buying insurance for his promotion. But he is a genuine, like, big Astros fan, too, is at all the games. I think they called him Mattress King. That's hilarious. You know who yeah. else you could call if you need to cover a commitment like that and you Nunzio. can't find reliable Nunzio. cash somewhere? Yeah, yeah. Fucking Nunzio. Absolutely. I got He's your well cover, dog. He's well-connected. My cousin's in fucking waste management, okay? We'll figure it out. <laughs> uh, you want to do some sad football? Yeah, I do. So let's start with your fake punt. Do you remember? Oh, can, yeah. you, can you recap it for us? Yeah, I'll pull it up. So uh, Indiana, Indiana, who apparently plays football too, <laughs> not just basketball. I know them from basketball. Like that's their thing, right? Uh, so um, college football fans uh, also feel the same way that you do about Indiana. Okay. Football. Yeah, I feel like that's actually become more of a thing. Like because I kind of paid attention to college football a little bit, you know, like 10, 15 years ago. And none of these basketball schools like had football teams that were like on TV. And now I feel like all the basketball schools like Kansas, um, Syracuse, uh, North Carolina, Indiana, like these schools, you know, that are always in the tournament, the basketball tournament. Yeah. Now they all like play football too and they're like on TV. <laughs> so I don't know like when that changed, but it was so, when I wasn't paying attention to college football. So they've always played football, but – to your point, it probably has not been broadly televised until the advent of the um, uh, conference-dedicated ESPN networks like yeah, gotcha. SEC Network or the Big Ten Network. Okay, so Indiana playing college football on TV. <laughs> They're playing Penn State. And they line up. I have the little video clip right here. Oh, whoa, you can't hear that, can you? Could you no. hear that? Uh, okay. I don't think so. Okay, good. It's just playing in my headphones. So uh, they line up for this fake punt, and they only have two guys on the line of scrimmage. So they have like a long snapper and then like one guy down in formation next to him. But Penn State has lined up like five guys on the line. So there's like these two guys versus the five guys. And you can like guess how this goes. The five <laughs> guys, they just – so they the long snapper, instead of snapping it to the, the punter who's, you know – 15 yards back, snaps it to this other guy who's kind of offset. And the five guys just like converge on him and, you know, tackle him for like a seven yard loss because the two guys on the line of scrimmage can't block the five guys. It's just the the weirdest little setup I've ever seen. It was destined to fail. Yeah. Did you see it? I did. And I'm watching it as you describe it. And you did a very nice job. Thank you. Um, Also, fun fact, two plays later, Penn State scored. And... (laughs) And uh, the game was actually really close at this point. 
Yeah. It was 20 it was like, to 20 to 14. Yeah. So And then I went down a rabbit hole of bad fake punts from this year. <laughs> That's have so you, awesome. Have you seen the one from um hold on, I got to find this one now. It was uh oh, the Arkansas one from a couple weeks ago. Did you guys talk yeah, about this? We did. We watched it and talked about oh, it on the show. It's, it's like like the guy like is going to take a half court shot. You know how like during the uh, halftime of basketball games, they bring out somebody from the stands to like <laughs> uh, yes have to yeah try to make a shot from half court and then you can win the car if you do. He like does that exact move. I'm sorry, I'm probably rehashing this for all the people that have listened, but and if you he haven't did, seen it. Look it did, up, everybody. It's did, really funny. And he did not win the car. No. Ooh. Yeah. Hold on, I got to go let my cat out of this um, out of my bedroom that I'm recording this in. My wife locked one of our cats in here with me. Probably because I was I like that. Probably because I was talking too loud. Hold on. Keep talking. I'll be right back. Okay. Okay. So that's one really great piece of sad football. The other piece of sad football for this week is uh, me betting on Wake Forest to cover a 34 and a half point spread on the road against Clemson. Wake Forest has looked decent at best this year. And I figured that surely they would cover a 34 and a half point spread. Uh, and they didn't. They got their fucking asses beat. And so I lost $50, and Wake lost a football game. Um, of the big lines for me to bet, I could have bet Rutgers plus 53. Mm-hmm. And that would have hit. Yep. Uh, instead, I chose Wake plus 34.5. That did not hit. But I could have also chosen UMass, arguably the worst team in college football this year. Another basketball school. <laughs> yeah yeah a ladies basketball school uh really right i think you're maybe thinking of yukon oh you're right but they Damn probably it. do have ladies basketball yeah but they do uh or as 2019 woke sports fans call it basketball <laughs> very good i stand um, corrected uh but umass uh was uh plus 40 and they lost by 39. So that would have also been a good bet. They had a fourth down stop to avoid uh, losing by more than, than 39. So uh, I'm a dumbass. And that's my side football. Pretty good. Pretty sad. Pretty sad. Uh, you want to do some picks? I love picks. We love picks. You know who else loves picks? Aaron. Aaron. <laughs> Aaron went one for three last week, bringing his total to six and 30 for the season. Uh, I went two and two and didn't do much for myself. I'm 17 and 20 for the six season. Six and 30, ladies and gentlemen. Let that sink in. Six and 30. I'm not here to pick on Aaron when he's not here, but like, I don't know how that's possible. How do you go six? That means you guys have picked 36 games uh, and he's got 37 and one 37. of one of his was a push. And so out of those 37, he has correctly predicted six. Yeah. That's not good. Aaron, <laughs> bro, I think you're good on this show. I like listening to you on this podcast, but bro, that's not good. It's real bad. Real bad. Well, your picks this week are going to count for Aaron. So, 
Oh, I'm so excited. Uh, I'm here to help him out. After you just hit him with that uh, Jim Rome-esque rant, um, (laughs) hopefully he'll do better or... um, I'm here to help. I hope I can uh, hope I can improve his record. Well, we're gonna try. Uh, first up is the number eight ranked uh, Penn State Nittany Lions. Yep. Um, Nittany, I think, translates to pedophile. I have um, been to Penn State when when we were living back on the East Coast. I had to go to a trade show that was on the campus of Penn State. Oh yeah. Yep. I've been there too for for a wrestling camp. Oh. Awesome. Shout out to high school Chase. Uh, Penn State is traveling to the number two ranked Ohio State Buckeyes. Ohio State is favored by seventeen and a half points. This is a no brainer. This is this is Ohio State all the way. I'll oh yeah, Oh yeah. Tell me that's more. Just I, that's just because I just dislike Penn State. Um, so even though that line seems a that's a uh, that's kind of a lot of points, um, I'm still going to take Ohio State and give the seventeen and a half points. What do you want? I like it. I like it. Uh, Penn State has not put up a ton of points on people, and even their wins have been really close, except for Maryland. So uh, we agree. I'm going to take the Buckeyes. All right. I like it. Well, I just said it was like an accidental drop. Uh, I said I like it. Oh, you did? That happens from time to time. Yeah. And I really like that. There he is. All right. What's next? Next up, we have the Fighting Longhorns Ooh, of Texas. They're fighting. Um, they're mad. They are fighting against the number 14 ranked Baylor Bears. Sick and Bears. Baylor is a five and a half point favorite. Who, you, who, who do you like? I am going to take uh, the Fighting um, David Crowders of Baylor. <laughs> That's another really excellent Christian rock reference from you on this episode. Thanks. Uh, David Crowder is uh, headquartered in uh, Waco, Texas, home of the Baylor yeah. Bears. Yeah. And also fuck David Crowder because he he went on that uh, Franklin Graham tour oh, yeah, for Donald Trump yeah, or whatever. that's really weird. Right? Yeah. And going back to the Christian rock thing, I, I looked it up. Um, it wasn't one of the newsboys in Audio Adrenaline. It was Kevin Max of DC Talk. Oh, shit. He it's like the, the lead triumvirate of same it really, bands. It really is. I don't know how long it lasted. It wasn't that long, and I don't think he's currently the lead singer. But Kevin Max moonlighted for a little while as the lead singer of Audio Adrenaline. Well, I, for one, am really glad you cleared that up because that was going to bother me for the rest of the night. <laughs> I bet. All right, who are you taking? Uh, who did you take? I got distracted with all the David Crowder talk. I took David Crowder and the Baylor Bears. Oh, at five and a half? I think that's definitely the right call. I will also take uh, Baylor uh, and give the five and a half points. All righty. Uh, we're staying uh, with the Texas team mm-hmm. as the unranked Texas A&M Aggies uh, travel to Athens, Georgia. Number four ranked Bulldogs at home are favored by 13 and a half points. Who are you going to take? I just lost Chase for a second. I'm here. Are you here? Your um, sound is... There you are. Are you there? There you are. Yep. Beautiful. You are too. I will fix that in post. Uh, Very good. George is favored by 13 and a half points. Yeah. Who you got? 
man, you guys made Texas A&M look really good last week. So it kind of makes me want to, I'm sorry. They looked pretty good. Um, But man, this is weird because you guys also beat Georgia earlier this year. We did. In a really fun game that I actually watched a little bit of. So man, I'm going to go, I'm going to, I'm going to take Georgia. I'll take the favorite again. Ooh. Uh, I'm going to take Texas A&M. Um, I think that um, Texas A&M has been scoring a decent amount of points this season, uh, even against good teams like Alabama. They scored 28. And uh, Georgia has been mostly winning low-scoring affairs, Um, granted against tough teams, but even against Missouri, Georgia only put up 27. So uh, I think Georgia probably wins, but I think 13 points is too much. So I'm going to take Texas A&M. All right, very good. And our last pick'em for this week is the number twenty ranked Boise State Blue Turfs, <laughs> eight, and a, eight and a half point. That's what they are, right? Yep, eight and a half point favorites at the Utah State Utes. No, that is. <laughs> oh, that's the other Utah. That's University of Utah. Yeah. Sorry, Utah State. Yes. Hold on. We need to think. A... Utah State Rebels. Oh. Rebels? What what in the state of Utah has been rebellious in the past? Uh the UNLV running rebels. Oh, uh, that's true. That's Nevada though. I think that's probably oh shit. I mean and they do lots of rebellious Southwestern states mixed up. <laughs> they do lots Sorry, of rebellious Utah. shit. <laughs> they do. Friend of the what po- are they? friend of the podcast, Mason Moore, is going to be very upset with our co-host choice. A, I'm sorry, Mason. I know you're a very loyal listener to the pod. My apologies. Uh, what are the Utah states? They are the AGs. The Aggies. Oh, really? Yeah. Just like Texas A&M? Yeah, just less uh, less Texan and more Mormon. And my alma mater, UC Davis. Shout out to UC Davis Aggies. Yeah, shout out to them. Yeah. They don't are they really the Aggies? Yeah, they're yeah, the they Aggies. Yeah. But you've got we like a, a horse. horse. I was going to say like you've got a horse. horse. I don't I know yeah. that I understand that. but that's okay. I don't either. And I went there, so don't worry about it. I guess agricultural folk need horses. I guess so, but it's kind of like a fighting, like Mustangy kind of horse. Yeah, yeah. You think that their name would be like the Thoroughbreds or something? Yeah. All right. Okay. Uh, I'm supposed to pick this, right? Uh, sure. Okay. Um, gosh, Boise State is looking decent this year. They're nine and one. I got that right, right? They're the blue turf people. Yeah, they're the blue turf people. Why do they have that? Smurf turf, because they're fucking yeah. cheaters. That's why. Is there a reason? Because uh, there was never a rule against it. But it's not like a like a tactical advantage or something. Yes, like it's a tactical turf? advantage. Absolutely. Have you been listening to this show for four seasons? Apparently, I haven't been listening very well. Aaron loves Boise State. I always say that Aaron is the Boise State is the Aaron of college football, and he <laughs> vehemently defends whether the turf is an advantage. I think he's very wrong, and so I'm just really glad that we're hashing this out without him here to hear about. <laughs> it. <laughs> he can't defend it. Uh, I think they did it to their credit as a cool marketing ploy. They had to replace the turf anyways. And I think the cost difference was moot. And they thought that it might kind of get some buzz going. And it actually did. They are one of the most popular um, not Power 5 conference uh, college football teams. Yeah, I I know who they are. And they're doing pretty well. They're ranked. Yeah, it's it's working. Uh, They lost a close one to BYU. Uh, Boise State looks pretty good this year. Um, God, really want to really want to go with our ags, but 
Mm. Ags have have not maybe lived up to the hype this year. Six and four got slaughtered by BYU. So uh, I hate to do this, Mason, but uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna take the the Boncos of Boise State. Okay. okay. Um, man, I don't have strong feelings on this. So just in the interest of podcast entertainment, I'm gonna go the other way to create a little separation between Aaron and Chase for next week. So I will take the Utah State. Utes. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Go Utes. Tommy Hackenbrook in the Utes. Oh my God. <laughs> he played for them, right? Tommy Hackenbrook did, yes, in fact, play for yeah. Utah Utes. Let's go Utah. Who knew that this was going to be a contemporary Christian music and CrossFit crossover podcast? That's a really obscure CrossFit reference, too. That's way back. Yeah. Shout out to Tommy Hackenbrook, by the way, if he's listened to this podcast. He's not. I think he's still a college football fan. I follow him on Twitter. He talks about college football a lot. Well, fucking tweet at him, bro. Come on. You got Costa yeah. Chance- oh, Sanchez. I will. I'll tell him I gave him a shout out on the pot. I'm going to tweet at him right now. We'll see if he listens. All right. While you do that, uh, we've got some fan questions. Uh, listener of the podcast and my dad emails, best tradition in college football? What's the worst? And then I'm pretty sure he was driving when he did this and just yeah. uh, voice... Yeah. Uh, voice command listed a whole bunch of college football podcasts. Are you going to read really... this whole thing out for the listeners? Because it's long. Do you want me to? I didn't even understand half of them. I don't know. It's up to you. It's your podcast. I didn't even understand half of them. So, but Chase's dad, like, just I don't know, just listed like thirty different possibilities. Yeah, stream of consciousness hits it with "Got to be Minnesota waving to the kids in the children's hospital," uh, which we should debate in a second. But then he <laughs> said others, dotting the I, Ralphie's run, Renegade. Calling the Hogs Marching In, Sooner Schooner, Howard's Rock, Gator Chomp, War Eagle, Ramblin' Wreck, Yale's Thing, parenthesis, Yale is weak, Harvard's Red Flag, parenthesis, strong. <laughs> Dad went to Harvard, in case you haven't picked that up yet. I, I, liked his comment, I like his commentary as he's going. Iowa's Pink Visitor Locker Room, Willie the Wildcat's Identity. He said Whammer Jammer, Yellowhammer. Uh, mm-hmm. Which is an Alabama thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, 12th Man, Traveler of the White Horse at S- Southern Cal, Big Drum at Purdue, Jump Around, 2001 at South Carolina, Stanford Band. So I don't yeah, really feel like I, we need to answer this at this point because you listed so many of them. Yeah, I mean, the, the correct answer has to be in one of those, right? <laughs> it's pretty good. It's like so, a shotgun approach <clears throat> to the question. So the feel, the feel good one is, uh, is the Children's Hospital. Yeah, I saw that. Uh, it was in the highlight package I watched too before the game. I yeah. Saw it. So it, does, it happens at does Iowa. The, does the um, hospital like actually look down on the stadium? Like it's right outside the stadium? It does, yeah. So the, That's how it looks. Yeah. So the kiddos like come over to the window and wave. Yeah. Yeah. I saw. It's pretty cool. Yeah. It is. Uh, that's pretty cool. Um, best tradition. I think, uh, I think. The hurricanes running through the smoke, Miami hurricanes running through the smoke is pretty cool. They started doing that before people started, you know, before sports teams started running through smoke. Yeah. They started doing it like in the 80s with like just fire extinguishers, which was kind of crazy. (laughs) Um, South Carolina coming out to 2001 is pretty awesome. I'm obviously very biased, but if you see it live. They come out to the theme from 2001 A Space Odyssey. They do, yeah. They play that like really dramatic music and they come out to that. Yep. That's weird. I yeah, didn't it, know that. It builds super slow. It's really pretty fun to see live. But also, you know, I did go there, so I'm a little biased. Uh, 
Um, Tennessee fans really like the block T where the, the players come, like run out through the T. I don't really think it's that cool. Uh, Auburn has a an eagle fly around the stadium and then land oh, on a guy's that. hand. Yep, That's kind of cool that. just because the risk-reward seems really high. Uh, but, he, but he also asked what's the worst, so I'm going to tell you some of the worst. Okay. Uh, one of your, the, dad, your dad didn't weigh in on the worst. He just kind of stuck with the positives, I feel like. That's pretty on brand for him. Fun fact, I've also met your dad in person. You have. Yeah. Same day that Aaron was there. <laughs> Correct. Um, also, before I talk about the negatives, uh, Ralphie the Buffalo for Colorado has got to be one of the, the better ones. I mean, it's a full-size Buffalo running onto a football field. That is pretty good. Is this the one who's getting retired? Yeah, she's too fast. Oh, yeah. She fast. Too fast. She's so fast. Ralphie six needs to go slower at a girl. Um, so the, the best, the, I tell you what is not the best is fucking Virginia tech. Do you know what Virginia tech does? No. What do they do? Tell they me. play inner Sandman. Yep. Love it. And then they just, just like all, uh, closers in baseball. <laughs> yes. And then they just jump up and down. That's it. The, the players or the fans, the fans. everybody. Yeah. The fans they just jump up and down. Yeah. That is dumb. It's dumb. I mean, it's such a recent song that it just doesn't seem like there's so much cool stuff in college football. Choose something older. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, because what did they do before that song? That's what I. That's what I'm saying. Like, when did you start? When you started doing that? Like 2001. Yeah, I mean, at the earliest, what the 97 maybe. Yeah, I don't know. So that's dumb. And then uh, it goes without saying that fucking Clemson's is stupid. No, what do they do? Oh, you don't know? No. Oh, dude. So there's a rock that Coach Howard, who coached at Clemson, who was like the only good coach ever until recently, okay. left in his office as a doorstop. <laughs> okay. And when he retired, so good. I'm already loving. When he retired, someone's like, "Oh shit, it's a rock. We got to keep it. It's from Coach Howard's office." So they put it on a fucking shrine and mounted it in the stadium. It's like a small rock, though. I'm assuming it's a doorstop, like something you could hold in two hands. It's like the size of a shoebox. Okay. Yeah. And the players all touch it, entering the stadium, and then run down a big ramp. That's a hill, big grassy hill ramp okay which is also dumb um and also you could probably get hurt i'm so surprised more people don't fall down the hill but this is where it gets super dumb the locker rooms are on the other side of the stadium from the rock and from the hill so if you're going to make a dramatic entrance into the football stadium how do you think they get from the locker room all the way around to the other side of the outside of the stadium to touch a rock and run into the stadium. They walk right through the stadium. No, it's worse than that. <laughs> they all get on buses dressed in their uniforms with helmets like Michigan State. Oh, yeah. Another uh, helmet-wearing busload of college football players. <laughs> and they drive around. They do a loop around the stadium, and then the buses drop them off at the other side of the stadium so they can touch a rock and run down a hill. That is pretty bad. It's not cool. It's so stupid. Fuck Clemson. (laughs) 
Sorry, Clemson. Um, how are we doing on time? It's a great question. Oof. 51 minutes. Oh, oh, man. This is not all the college football news you need to get in 20 minutes or less. Um, we've got a really good tweet that I feel like we shouldn't go – we should not uh, uh, ignore. Excellent. And um, former voice of South Carolina baseball, Andy Demetra, uh, tweeted that one of the most underrated storylines in college football this year is the slow influx of freshmen – Named after early 2000 rappers. <laughs> so these are all young college football players who were born in the 2000s and whose families decided to name them after rappers, which is so good. I saw this tweet. It is very good. So we've got a Jada Kiss Harvey. Mm-hmm. And uh, we've got North Carolina's got a Cameron. Mm-hmm. Spelled exactly like the rapper. Kill it, kill it, kill it. Uh, I was going to make some more Cameron references there. Oh, I, I'd have to look some up because I don't have any. Really? No. Oh, come on. Well, he wrote a great diss track about Jay-Z. That oh. starts with, first off, you a bitch. <laughs> uh, he also went on The O'Reilly Factor Whoa. and said to Bill O'Reilly, you mad, dog, you mad, <laughs> and created the entire you mad internet meme of the mid 2000s. I didn't know that came from him. Yeah. Uh also responsible for Dipset, Dipset. Wow, you're a big Cameron fan. I'm a big hip hop guy. I didn't know this about you. Uh we've got Mystical McGee. This is a really good one. Mystical's really fucking Again, good. Spelled exactly like the rapper with a K. Mm-hmm. And a Y. And a Y. Yep. God, Mystical's really good, huh? Yeah. And then uh, Oregon has got a player named Mace. M-A-S-E, Mace. Yeah, they fell short here by not making it a dollar sign, I'm going to be honest. <laughs> it's true. Um, but that's a nice little bookend because Mace uh, left the hip-hop game to be a pastor. Yeah, he did. And then I, I think that. he realized that... Um, well, I was going to say there's more money in rap, but not always. Yeah, not if you're... Uh... Who's that guy in Houston? Joel Osteen. Joel Osteen. Yeah, not if you're him. Yeah. Uh, so friend of the pod, uh, at the Scott Armand, uh, asked us, who's getting snubbed here? And I think what he's asking us is, which great 2000 rappers' names are we missing? I agree. I, that's how I read that, too. Can you think of Do any I, that you'd like to yeah, see? For sure. I think the, the biggest one, like, straight away is Nelly. Like, wasn't Nelly huge in the early 2000s? Yeah. I mean, like, I feel like that was his real, like, zenith. <laughs> uh, yeah. Do you got others? Other people you thought of? Like, early 2000 rappers? Well, so one is currently playing for the Alabama Crimson Tide, and that's Raekwon Davis. Oh, for like, uh, from the Wu-Tang? From the Wu-Tang Clan, Raekwon the yeah. Chef. You spell it just like... Yeah. Oh, Awesome. So Andy Demetra definitely needs to fucking learn his Wu-Tang Clan and should have included that in his tweet. You know what would have been a really fun one if it ever shows up? What's that? Chameleonaire. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, man, that's good. You remember Chameleonaire? Yeah, hell yeah, I remember Chameleonaire. Of Raiden fame? 
so I'm just finding out that the University of Miami also has a Cameron and even has the apostrophe in the right place. So that's pretty cool. That is good. So this is good. Um, what else would I want to see? Hmm. Uh, I'd like to see a Chingy. Oh, Chingy is a good call. Right? <laughs> yeah. Right there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, what I, about... Um, I'd also be cool staying on the Young Money Cash Money train and, and seeing Juvenile. Yeah. Juvenile would be good. Train. What about like Bubba, like a Bubba Sparks? Ooh, Bubba would be good. I bet there's lots of Bubba's in college yeah, football there's already, Yeah, definitely, yeah. Yeah, you wouldn't even know if it was for him or not. So are we like 15 years away from like Macklemore <laughs> Smith? <laughs> I hope not. Yeah, this is good. Uh, well, thanks for the questions. Uh, before we wrap up for the week, did you have anything good to eat or drink? Oh, I did. I actually prepared for this because I know this is one of my favorite segments of the pod. It's going to be a little bit different, though. It's something homemade. Um, so during the Rutgers-Ohio State game, I said that we left after three and a half minutes to go shop at Whole Foods. Yeah. Because Annie, who I'm married to, <laughs> she got a hankering for Thanksgiving two weeks early. So she decided that she wanted to make basically a whole Thanksgiving dinner. Holy shit. Just for us, because we're going to go away for Thanksgiving, and she wanted the leftovers and all of that, which you don't have when you go away. Yeah. So she like planned this whole menu out, and we went and shopped for it. And then on Sunday, yeah, Sunday, we had like a legit Thanksgiving dinner for two people, like with a a turkey that she had uh, dry brined, wow, like homemade stuffing, like from scratch, and she made used a. She like made stock from scratch where what? she, yeah, like I've never even done this and I like, I like to cook and I make Thanksgiving a lot, but she went to like another level. She like even got like the innards of the turkey, like the neck and the heart and the liver and sauteed those in with like the, you know, onions and celery and shallots and stuff. Like it was, it was a really delicious Thanksgiving uh, dinner for just two people. And we've been eating it for the last, uh, What's today? We're recording on Tuesday. So yeah. we had it for dinner. We had it for dinner on Sunday night, had it for lunch and dinner on Monday, had it for lunch today. We had to take a break the, today. We couldn't do it again, but we still have a little bit more. So we'll probably finish it off tomorrow. Um, but it was delicious. So my answer is a uh, two week early Thanksgiving dinner at home. That's incredible. Yeah, it was real legit. What about you? Uh, well, I have questions about this. Oh, please. I mean, so she like cooked all day Saturday, basically. Yeah. So she did a bunch of prep on Saturday, you know, brining the turkey, uh, drying out the bread, you know, uh, making the stock, all of that, and then put it all together on Sunday. Yeah. That's so impressive. Yeah, it really was. That's yeah. so much commitment. Like I know. At, she, at no point in that did she say like, oh, fuck it. She, yeah, for sure. She definitely wanted to. Oh, there really? Times, oh, yeah. There were times on Sunday... Uh, towards the end, you know, she almost made it all the way through. And then right towards the end, she started to crumble a little bit. She was like, I made a huge mistake. Yeah. I think she actually like took a seat on the floor in the middle of the kitchen at one point. <laughs> and, like, like she literally <laughs> sat down in the middle of the kitchen floor and took a break. Oh man, that's funny. But it was fantastic. I'm really glad she decided to do it. It was delicious. That's 
Awesome. Good for you guys. And it's far enough away from like real Thanksgiving that <laughs> I feel like we're going to have, you know, like what is this, like a uh, you know, week and a half break before real Thanksgiving. So it'll be, it'll sound good again in like a week and a half. Wow. Yeah. That's, I'm a little jealous. Yeah. And I paired it with a, um, a Pinot from just down the road at uh, a winery called Chamisau, which is like just 10 minutes down the road from us. So shout out to Chamisau Vineyards. Shout out to those people. Yeah, it's good. That's awesome. Yeah. Wow. That's tough to beat. Well, go ahead. What you got? Well, uh, we finally got around to celebrating our 11th wedding anniversary. Congratulations. Thank you. On Sunday, uh, we we went to the beach on our actual anniversary, which was nice. Uh, but we made a fancy-ass dinner reservation, as we are wont to do in, the, mm-hmm. uh, in our household. Yep. And uh, so we were lucky enough to get to dine at uh, Man- Manresa. Uh, oh yeah, three Michelin yeah. star restaurant here in the, the South Bay area. Yep, and uh, one of the best and craziest meals I've ever had. Um, wow! So thirteen courses took about four hours. Uh, we added a cheese course, so that <laughs> that didn't that didn't speed us up at all. And uh, it was really incredible. Um, gosh, uh, so some of the highlights were. Um, on the food side, uh, was probably, um, man, there was a scallop dish that was really incredible, um, that were like wrapped in, uh, matsutake mushrooms. Uh, and what else was really good? There's a super, du- super dope, um, gooey duck, uh, dish. Are you familiar with gooey duck? No. Uh, so it's a type of clam, and so it's like oh. super thinly sliced raw gooey duck, and mm-hmm. it had caviar and shellfish. They call it essence, but it's basically like sh- like shellfish broth, and it also had finger limes. They like squeeze little finger limes on it. Have you ever had finger limes? No, it's a finger lime. So they're like the individual little pulps of a lime, but they're round oh. with the finger limes. So they they're shaped and they look like caviar. Wow. So it was just like really wild to eat like the caviar and the little finger lambs together. Mm. Uh, and then there was also a, I'm probably going to fuck the, fuck this up when I pronounce it, but a tagerine pasta, which is like an egg noodle. And they uh, came with like a, <clears throat> like a cheese sauce that was like the consistency of like an aioli. And uh, it's white truffle season now, so they just table side shaved like an offensive amount of white truffles just like all <laughs> over the plate. It was nice. really wild. Uh, and then on the wine side, um, there was a super delicious co roti, uh, which is a Rhone uh, wine from the, the Rhone region of France mm-hmm. uh, that was paired with the duck, which is super dope. I think if I had to drink. Like one type, one type of wine, coat rotis might be it. And uh, one of the dessert courses was served with a, a Grenache from 1965. Oh my! Which is real crazy. They were just pouring that like by the glass. <clears throat> yeah, it was part of the wine pairing. So wow. I had like a half glass pour. We each had like a half half glass pour yeah. of it. Wow. Yeah, nuts. Uh, it was really cool. So shout out to Manresa. Shout out to Manresa. That place is incredible, and our yeah. meal was super special. 
Yeah, check them out on um, <laughs> what's that Netflix show? They got famous from that. Um, uh, they were on a on a Netflix yeah. show, Mind of a Chef. Yes, uh, Chef David Kinch was on it because the restaurant burnt to the ground, and they had to rebuild it and start from scratch. So they talk about that on the Crazy. show. Crazy. Well, uh, I think that's it for this week. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Run the Draw. Uh, leave a review on iTunes. Uh, but don't do it based on just this one episode. <laughs> or do it based <laughs> on this one episode if you like it. Um, thanks again to Casa Sanchez Chips and Salsas. Give them a follow on Twitter at Casa Sanchez SF. Ross, anything you want to say to the listeners before we go? Nope. I want to say thanks for thanks for listening. Thanks for letting me co- guest co-host your pod. Take it over for a week, and hopefully you never hear from me again. <laughs> me or the listeners? Listeners. Okay. Uh, see you next week. Bye.